1: Good afternoon, and welcome to Mary Chopper Live. Uh, I'm Dr. Joe Beam, and today I have in the studio with me, not Kimberly Holmes, our CEO, who uh, had just some little tooth surgery, and so she's uh, high on meds. We thought it might be better if we didn't have her on the camera today. And so we have with us here Erin Hood. Hi. Uh, glad you're here, Erin. Hi. I'm glad to be <laughs> here. <laughs> Tell the people what you do with us.
2: Um, I work on the um, client relations team um, here at Marriage Helper.
1: And what does that mean?
2: That means that um, I call people and help them to the correct uh, resource that we offer here at Marriage Helpers.
1: Okay, yeah. so when people call in, we have uh, four right now on our team. We've got, uh, client representatives. And so they're all still pretty busy. And therefore, when you call in, be sure to, uh, if you want to talk to Aaron, because you see her here, you have to ask for Aaron. But our client reps are people who will listen to you, help you find out what resource we have that'll be best for you. Now, in this particular program, we hope that you call in and we'll talk to you about relationship questions. The number is 657 657- Three eight three zero eight one two. 383 812 That's 657 Now, if you want to talk to us, now you can call that number if you wish and just listen on your phone. But if you wish to talk to us, when you hear the answer to that, you click that number one, and that puts you in the queue. And then you'll talk to one of our uh, screeners out there who will listen to you and find out what it is that you'd like to ask, and then lets us know that you're out there and that you're waiting to talk to us. I think we have a caller already. Is it correct? Adam?
2: We do. We have one. We're
1: okay. Go ahead. And who do we have?
2: Uh, we have Jenny from Louisiana.
1: Okay, don't you have to click down here
2: on her microphone.
1: Right here? No, down here where it says Jenny. Where is Jenny?
2: Jenny is right here. Okay, come down to
1: her microphone. There you go. There we go. (laughs) Hi, Jenny, can you hear us?
2: Yes,
3: sir, I can.
1: Okay, we can barely hear you, so let's see if we can change our volume a little bit. Are you on a speakerphone or something, my friend? Hello? Is this better? Yes, yeah, much better. Thank you. How may we help you today?
3: Um, I need a little bit of guidance. Uh, my husband and I, uh, recently have gone. he's gone to another bedroom, uh, so mm-hmm. a little bit, about I guess before Thanksgiving and there's not another person involved. Uh, but he's just not sure if he wants to be alone. And mm-hmm. we've been together for several years. Um, mm-hmm. I've been doing, the, I've been doing a love dare. Um, I'm working on myself, and spiritually, we're not on the same note. We do go to church, but we're not on the same note together. Um, But the last few days, he's wanted to be intimate. And I've read a lot of your, uh, a lot of articles and listened to your podcast, and sometimes it can be helpful for the intimacy. However, when there's no intimacy, there's no contact. And I need to know when to draw the line.
1: Okay, that's a very good question. May I ask what you mean when you say you're not on the same note?
3: Spiritually, um, we attend church together. However, there are some beliefs that we have that he is not abiding by. There's no alcohol or anything like that involved. It's just, mm-hmm. I guess I could say, his heart's not in it like mine is and like his used
1: to be. Okay, and so when you say not on the same note, you mean just religiously or is there anything else going on there?
3: Basically religiously, yes. Okay. And
1: when did he start changing his views?
3: Um, I want to say back in October, and this might be a catch. um, He had a gastric sleeve surgery Mm done, and I did not know until after the fact that it does alter your way of thinking at times. Um, Mm -hmm. I had it four years ago, and it did not alter mine whatsoever, but he is Mm -hmm. not the same person.
1: Okay, and so has he started losing weight since then?
3: Yes, sir. He's done very well.
1: Okay, so it's significant weight loss already.
3: Seventy-six pounds.
1: That's pretty significant. I see. And when it when it comes to the, the uh, when you say you're not on the same note, you said about some of the things you believe. Can you give me just one example so I can understand?
3: Um, our our faith is. Uh, We're pretty pretty strict, um, more apostolic. And um, just say, for example, I'm reading my Bible. He's not anymore. Um, There are certain things that we just don't like to watch on television, and it's okay for him. It's not pornography or anything like that, but we used to draw a line on certain things because there's so much garbage out there. And now some things are okay with him.
1: Okay, and in this change that he's making, is it you that's pushing him away, or him that he, or, or is he pushing you away?
3: He's pushing me away. And initially, his, um, I asked him what the problem was, and he said that um, he's just been neglected over the years, and it's been a long time coming. And mm-hmm. um, sex is a major part of it, which I know a lot of women know, and they agree that they just don't desire it as much as a man does. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so, he's faulting mm-hmm. that.
1: Hey, what was the last thing? I'm sorry.
3: He's he's blaming that on me because I'm not fulfilling those needs.
1: Okay, all right. Okay, so I've, I've got a better picture here. Obviously, religion is extremely important to you, right? Yes. Okay, and am I and if I'm hearing you correctly, it's important enough to you that. If it came down to choosing between what you believe and what you practice and choosing to be with your husband, you would choose your beliefs and practices over him. Is that correct?
3: Definitely. God comes first.
1: Okay. And now that he does not see it the same way that you do and is beginning to change that, do you think he feels in any way controlled?
3: I don't think so, just because I'm letting him do what he wants i've spent the night with family sometimes just to give him space um Mm -hmm. however whenever when it comes about it came to the holidays he wanted to he asked me what our plans were Mm -hmm. and i told him what my plans were and he was invited and he would go with me Mm -hmm. he goes with me everywhere and i'm not understanding this it's like i'm his safety net
1: well you may be Understand that people can have conflicting emotions. I mean, surely you're aware of that, that that I want this, but I also want this. And and because of the fact that I want both of these and they seem to be in conflict with each other, it causes some turmoil inside of a person. Um, In in the most extreme versions, it's actually called cognitive dissonance. It means I'm having a disharmony in the way I think and feel. Mm Now, back to your original question. Your original question is, okay, he wants to be intimate, and you're asking where to draw the line. Is there some reason that you think you should not be intimate with him?
3: Because um, when we're not intimate, there's no contact. There's no and that's why, touch. That's
1: why you should, and that's why you shouldn't be intimate with him? Is that what you're saying?
3: That's what I'm wondering, Um uh, and I know that it's not just. I feel like he's being selfish. He wants he may intimacy, be. but whenever he, there's no intimacy, he's going to sleep in a different bedroom. And during the day, when we're together, he won't hold my hand. There's just no contact.
1: Okay. All right. Obviously, you you can choose to refuse if you wish. Now, here, let me give you the pros and the cons very quickly. The pros are. If indeed, and and forgive me being, I'm a sexologist, so I'm going to talk in sexologist terms, and I hope they don't don't offend you, these terms. But at the point of orgasm, both for male and female, a chemical called uh, oxytocin, oxytocin, is released, boy, I can't talk today, is released into the body in both the autonomic nervous system and and the bloodstream as a hormone. And it is a strong bonding chemical. And so the pros would be that, that even though he's not, making the contact and all those other things that he should be. Otherwise, if you are making love to each other, the very fact that you kiss, the very fact that you touch is reducing is releasing, I should say some of that oxytocin. And if in need, because of the point of orgasm is releasing more, therefore that's a positive. It can actually bond you more Then the negatives. Of course, would be that <clears throat> I hear what I hear you're saying is that you feel as if, if you uh, continue to do this, that you are giving him, that you are giving him a message. I'm sorry, we're getting some kind of heavy static in our microphones here. That if you do that, that you're basically rewarding him for behavior that you don't want to reward. In other words, you want him to sleep in the same bed with you. You want him to hug and hold your hand and those kinds of things other than when he wants to make love to you. And so the pro is it can actually bond you more. The con is you feel that you're rewarding inappropriate behavior by doing it. Now, based on your religion, then I would say that there's another factor that goes here that maybe other people wouldn't consider, but I think that you would because of your strong faith and your belief in the Bible. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, it actually says that in, in, in 1 Corinthians 7, if you read that chapter, and I'm sure you have many times, it actually talks about the, yeah. um, a woman living with a husband who is not a believer. Now, I'm not talking about, I'm not saying your husband's not a believer. Don't misunderstand but even in the situation right. where the woman is married to a man that's not a believer, in verses 2 through 5, it says that she uh, should be making love to him, that a woman should not defraud, is the King James word there in the uh, King James Version, not should not defraud her husband, he should not de- he should not defraud his wife. And so based on your religious beliefs, remember that in that passage, it's saying that actually you should be doing that, even if he were an unbeliever. So, I can't tell you what to do because it's your life. You make your decisions. But based on your belief in the system and your belief in the word, then I would think you probably would be better off to do so than not to do so based on your faith. But then again, it's not my decision, and I cannot tell you what to do. It's your decision.
3: I'm trying my that, best to do the lead There, It's very difficult at times.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I, do, I do believe
3: it's brought, it's brought some progress, but not – I don't know. It's like two steps forward, a step back.
1: Yeah. you know, many things in life are. But what communicates, what really leads people to be deeply in love with each other, is accepting the other person as he or she is. And again, because you're religious, I'm going to quote a passage here in First Corinthians. I'm sorry, in Romans five eight. It says, "While we were sinners, God loved us, and Jesus died for us." Meaning that even when what we were doing was so wrong, that God loved us as we were anyway. So I would recommend that if you can, and know it's tough, continue to love as best you can, and hopefully this has a good resolution down the line somewhere. I hope it does.
3: Okay, and and I thank Erin because I have spoken with her on the phone a couple of times. She's yes. helped me. <laughs> um,
4: this awesome. is not easy. Like I said, mm-hmm.
3: we've been married for a long time. We've been married actually twice, like you and your wife have. Um, huh. But this is just not it's not good. <laughs>
1: I understand. Sometimes it's the long haul. So, may God be with you.
2: Yeah. Thank you, okay. you there, Jenny.
1: Thank you. Yeah. All okay, right. so you press that little green button right there. And there Thank you, you. you. go. <laughs> and there's one over there, the green button, I think. Okay, never mind. Yeah. That's Cassie's
2: going put him back in the listening. Okay, but, yeah. Yeah.
1: whatever Cassie says, we will do. All right? <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs>
2: All right. Let's see. Um, let's See, we have Jose from Jose from Illinois
0: Jose I mean we help you today Uh hi uh, my name is Jose um I get a little nervous I've watched a lot of your videos Dr. Beam. Uh hi Kim Uh and so so here's what I have um I've been married for 12 years I've been together right. with uh, my high school sweetheart for 14 years um, we're not sleeping in the same bedroom, uh, anymore. Mm-hmm. It's been three months and, uh, it's for three months, the first for three months, she's been wanting to move out. She mm-hmm. is, uh, she's adamant about moving out. Uh, and so she doesn't want to be in the marriage anymore. I've, re- mm-hmm. I've really been, uh, working the last two months on keeping my emotions under control and giving her space, uh, mm-hmm. and, and only having good interactions or neutral interactions, um, I really feel like she's going to move out. Um, and so, you know, I came to the point where I told her, listen out, whatever you need, I'll help you. Uh, she mm-hmm. wanted to sell, she wanted me to sell the engagement ring that I gave her. Uh, and I'm not willing to do that. We didn't have a discussion. We didn't fight, but, um, instead I rather, you know, I, I have two cars, one of which I worked very hard to, to get, and I'd rather sell that than sell our engagement ring. Now I haven't told her that, but, uh, I, plan on selling the car instead of the the ring uh, if she really wants to move out and just give her that money instead But so the question I have is uh, part of me doesn't feel right about it Some something mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, but another part of me what I really want to communicate to her is you know that I, I respect her wishes uh, I don't want to control her that um, mm-hmm. I love her and uh, you know I value the ma- marriage enough that you know I would rather get rid of other valuables than than something that's so important to to me. You know, if Mm -hmm. the ring is a symbol of our marriage, I, you know, that's not something that I'm willing to give up on right now. So I don't know.
1: Um, yeah. May I ask Jose
0: when she says she wants to handle the marriage, does she say what? Oh yeah. Um, I, I had an affair. Um, uh, i uh i met somebody um while i was working mm-hmm. i don't work with with her um, and uh, you know i i you fell into limerence it was very strong this this lasted for about <coughs> 17 months i i stopped for maybe five, 5 7 months and then it started back up uh, mm-hmm. now that it finally ended i i feel strong enough to really stay away um mm-hmm. and so now how long I, has it been you ended? know now that i uh, say that again how long since it ended uh three and a half months three and a half months. with no contact so, whatsoever all right so if i'm if i'm hearing this correctly then she's still very angry
1: is that correct yeah
0: your wife a- yeah extremely okay. angry yeah
1: and and she uh, does not have any desire at this point to forgive you whatsoever. Is that no. correct? Okay. And right. the reason she wants you to sell the engagement ring is because in her mind, the, the the marriage really is over. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. All right. You know you can't make another person forgive You know that. It it totally right. Totally has. I, I'm I'm sorry. I've got something going. It's this thing right here, Jesse. If we can figure out how to fix that. Okay, is you're still doing the bad noise? It still is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. We, we're having some kind of big technical problem here, and I don't know what it is. Um
5: now, we'll just use this microphone so we can figure it out. You think it's this microphone? No, it is. So just turn it off. It's the. Uh, it's it's your microphone. That's it's my noise. microphone. Mm-hmm. So, right now, y'all will just be coming through this microphone. It seems like it was this. It's coming through your headset. Coming through my head. head. All right.
1: Now, (laughs) I'm sorry, Jose, we had a big technical problem here, and I apologize profusely. I've still got nothing but a buzz here. Oh. Pardon us, Jose. We'll be back to you in just one minute. Go ahead. I can hear him. Okay. You can?
2: mm -hmm. Mine's not. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, see, it's this thing that's wrong.
2: Jose, can you Mm -hmm. hear Dr. Bean?
1: Yeah, I could hear both of you just fine.
2: Can you? Okay. I can hear him.
1: Okay, you'll have to tell me what he says then because I I cannot
0: hear at all. Okay,
2: Jose, can you hear Dr. Bean? right now?
0: I can. Yes, I can.
2: Okay. Okay. All
0: right.
2: He can hear you.
0: As I was
1: saying, Jose, and forgive me, I'm so embarrassed by our technical problem here. As I was saying, you cannot make another person forgive you. And if you do anything that pushes for him or her to forgive, Mm -hmm. then they typically, um, it makes it worse. Therefore, I mean, if you decide you want to sell the car instead of the ring, obviously that's your choice. I don't know that that's going to make her happy. Because what I'm hearing you say is that the reason that she wants to sell the ring is because she feels that the marriage is broken, and I understand you're not wanting to sell it because of the fact that you believe that it's not broken and you want to hang on to something that's very important to you. So you can sell the car if you wish, and you can give her the money to move out if you wish. I don't. I'm not sure if that's the best course of action, but again, I, I'm not you, and I can't tell you exactly what to do. Uh, I know that I wouldn't do anything to make her angrier and I wouldn't do anything to make any demands on her sometimes in a situation like this and I know you don't want to hear it but sometimes in a situation like this the only thing that you can do is just be as patient as you possibly can let time go by let time pass and hopefully in that situation eventually she'll see that you really are penitent she'll begin to miss you at some point because of the way that you live but right now my friend I don't know that you can do anything but let this progress until such time as her anger hopefully begins to change now sell the car if you wish yeah. sell the engagement ring if you wish but i'm I'm believing I'm guessing obviously because I don't know her. I'm believing she wants to sell the engagement ring because that's her way of saying to
0: you, You broke our marriage. that's what i'm guessing yeah that's 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 it. Uh, and sometimes I, I get a little confused because she doesn't really show, she will have outbursts of anger, but sometimes she just looks apathetic and she's been going out a lot with her friends. She'll be going out all night. Uh, and, and now I've been able to, to be a little bit more, uh, at peace, uh, cause it would create a lot of anxiety in me.
5: Uh, yeah. and
0: so I, you know, I, 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 I do my best to not, uh, show that to her because it only upsets her more um you know she wants to distance herself
2: yeah let me um share with dr beam a little bit of what you're saying um he said sometimes she has outbursts um, of anger um that he's trying to be patient and and you just want to do the right thing right jose as far as yeah yeah -hmm. so um so i think um being patient Maybe um, it's what Dr. Beam is
1: saying. It's the only choice you have.
2: It's, yeah, really the only the only mm-hmm. choice.
1: So. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm so sorry, right. sorry for the situation, so my friend. Yeah. I do hope that it gets better. But this is one that if, if anything is going to work, it's going to be time. You be the best person you can mm-hmm. do everything the right way. Like, you know, uh, you need to do and just wait. OK, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I wish we had a better answer for you.
2: Thank, Thank you, you for calling. Thank you so much. Jose.
1: Thank you. OK.
2: Bye bye. Bye.
0: Okay,
1: right. I, I, I cannot hear at all. Yeah. Because uh, our PA system, or something went bad over there, and and so Erin, you're going to have to tell me everything everybody said.
3: I'll do it. And I, I'll do my I best. am
1: so apologetic. This is embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. But you know, it is what it is. So
2: I think we can make it work.
1: Actually, I think I'll just go get some lunch, and you finish the program since uh, you can hear. I don't
2: know. About that.
1: <laughs> well, you can hear them when I can't.
2: All right. Well, we'll do the best that we can, and I'll okay. I'll um, right. I'll ask the the question. So do some
1: Facebook comments too. Yeah. Um,
2: okay. Through. Well, we've got some callers, so okay. um, we're going to go ahead and take Jamie uh, Jamie from Georgia. Hi, Jamie. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I am going. Okay. You can um, ask the question, and I'm going to relay it to Dr. Beam, and he's going to answer it. You should be able to hear him. Yes, Jamie. I, yeah, Jamie. Okay. Yes, we apologize good. for
1: the, the glitch here. Yeah,
2: that's okay. Go ahead, and um, I can share with Dr. Beam what your question is, and and he'll definitely be able to help you.
6: Okay. Um, my husband and I have been separated for four months, and have two small children. Um, he's pretty adamant about not reconciling, and you know, doing his own thing. He's already moved into an apartment. Um, everybody keeps, you know, you need to go see it. Attorney, you need to start divorce proceedings, blah, 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 blah. and I'm not really sure that that's the best thing to do. I just, I don't know how that will affect like chances of us reconciling. He's pretty adamant on getting a divorce, but I okay. need to protect my kids and myself. But I want right. more than anything to save up the marriage, and I'm working on online course. Uh, actually, Doctor Boone gifted gifted it to me on a Facebook um, one time. so I really appreciate that more than anything. Oh, good. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you know, I would love to attend the the, the marriage help helpers conference on the weekends. I'm not sure that that's um, going to be affordable for us at the moment. So mm-hmm. I just need you know some advice on you know what the chances, what that's going to do the chances of reconciling if I do go ahead and proceed with divorce. You know, talking to an attorney or <laughs> okay. filing. So did you say that you've been separated for four months? Yes,
2: ma'am. Like not living under the same house. Okay. So Jamie, Jamie says. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Jamie, um, they've been separated for four months. Mm-hmm. Um, she's wanting to reconcile um, and, and save her marriage. She's working through the online course.
3: Okay.
2: Um, she said you gifted it to her um, on one of the Facebook groups a while back. So she's mm-hmm. been working through that. Um, and a lot of people are telling her, recommending um, that she go to an attorney and get a divorce and, you know, follow through with that. Um, mm-hmm. They have small children. Um, and so mainly her question was, if she does go to an attorney, like she wants to protect her kids, she wants to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. What are the chances of her reconciling her marriage if she does go through with going to an attorney and filing for divorce? Was that correct, Jamie?
6: Yes. Yeah. I mean, will it, will it, do you think it will harm the chances or... You know, maybe okay. we would make him open his eyes and see what. <laughs> okay, basically she
2: just wants to know if you if you think that it will harm her chances or if it would maybe make him open his eyes.
1: Okay, I'm going to need to ask a couple of questions. Okay. And I apologize yeah. for this convoluted way to get an answer. Now, what did you say the main issue was?
2: <laughs> the main issue is she wants to reconcile. Your husband's wanting a divorce, right? He's, he's moved out. Right. He just says he wants out. <laughs> he wants out. He wants a divorce. Is he with another person? Okay, is he with no. someone else? No.
1: Okay.
2: Does he say no. why he doesn't want to be married? Does he say why he's not
6: wanting to is be married? Oh yeah. He won't give <laughs> <a reason. laughs> okay, Doctor Bean's gonna talk to you for a little bit and I'll relay what you say. Okay.
1: Does he say why okay. he doesn't want
6: to be married? No. marriage? No. He won't give a reason. He won't give you know, he just says he doesn't want to talk about the reason.
1: And do you know anything? You see, here's the basic principle, Jamie. People don't leave what they have unless they believe what they're going to is better. Now, mm-hmm. if, if, if you've been mean and beat him, beat him up and things like that, and he would see being alone as being better, I'm going to assume mm-hmm. that that's not the case. Otherwise, yeah. then, there's something else. Now, sometimes it's another person. I'm not trying to put that idea in your head. I'm just saying sometimes it's another person. Sometimes it can be a different lifestyle. In other words, I can't do the things I want to do as long as I'm living with you. So, do you have any clue? Now, if it's you, if you've been doing things, Jimmy, that have driven him away, then be honest and tell us that. But if you have not, do you have any idea what it is he's pursuing? Is it a lifestyle? Is it potentially a person?
6: Honestly, I, I don't feel like, I feel like I've been, you know, very good to this man. Like, I've helped him in more ways than you can imagine. But um, I think he, he he seems to have a pattern of, you know, leaving women after a few years from what okay, I've let gathered, me Stop
2: so. right there. Let me kind of relay that a little
6: bit. She said she feels
2: like she's yeah. been very, very good to him, but that maybe he has a pattern of leaving women. She cannot, you, you can't really pinpoint why he would want to yeah. leave. Yeah.
6: No, okay. no, he just. And said, is the I only reason that you are considering seeing the attorney
1: is to set up things so that you can protect yourself and your children financially?
2: Yes. She said yes.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Will it hurt the chances of reconciliation? Potentially, but potentially might do just the opposite. Let me see if I can explain that. You see, I've always recommended that people need to protect themselves and protect their children uh, financially, mentally, physically. All those kinds of things are very important. And if you go to an attorney and then you say to him or her, look, here's my situation. I really would like to put the marriage back together, but I need to be protected right now. So what do we need to do to make sure that my kids and I are getting the money that we need so that we can take, you know, maintain our lifestyle? And will you do that for me? And then the attorney will give you some guidance. And then when he goes ahead and files motions and make those things happen, in all likelihood, the first thing your husband is going to do is to get angry. Now, when he gets angry, don't panic. If he comes at you like this just proves I shouldn't be with you. This just shows how bad a person you are, all that kind of stuff that he might do. You stay calm. Mm-hmm. You stay woman friendly. And here's what you say. I don't want a divorce. As a matter of fact, I'm very happy to do whatever we need to do to fix this marriage. But as long mm-hmm. as you persist in the behavior you're doing now, I have no choice but to have an attorney stand for me. You see, I know okay. my attorney's looking out for my welfare. I hope you are, but I know my attorney is. And therefore okay. I'm going to follow my attorney's advice. And if he goes off on, like, your, your attorney's an idiot, your attorney's mean, your attorney's vicious, attorney, all lawyers about whatever he says, just nod your head and mm-hmm. say, I understand how you feel. But you understand, I hope that you have the welfare of me and the kids in mind, but I know that my attorney does. And I'm so sorry yeah. that it makes you angry, but I will follow my attorney's advice. And what you do, mm-hmm. if there has to be a villain, you make the attorney the villain. If there has to be okay. a villain, you make the attorney the villain. But you don't get mad. You don't fight back. You don't yell. You don't defend yourself. You just keep saying the same thing. I've got to do what's best. I know my attorney's looking out for my welfare and the welfare of my children. Now, so in the short run, might that push him further away from you? Probably will. But if you're in this for the long haul, Now, when Alice and I divorced way back a long time ago, she did that kind of thing, and it made me mad, and I yelled and screamed and shook my fists and all those kinds of things, but she stood strong. In the short term, it pushed me further away from her and made me madder. In the long term, it actually made me respect her more. Look, she's Mm -hmm. not letting me run over her. She's taking care of herself. She's standing up for herself and for our kids and et cetera, et cetera. And so it actually became part of the of what led me back to Alice eventually, asking her if she'd be willing to take me back. Now, by the grace of God, she did. So I realize that my experience is not going to be the same for everybody, but I've seen this same thing happen with many, many people. The short term, it's going to make you mad. The long term, hopefully, it's going to lead you to respect you more. But the key issue here. Mm-hmm. Has to do with your children. Do you yeah. have what you need to provide for your children? That's the main thing here. No matter how he reacts, that's the main thing. And so, if that's what you're wanting to see an attorney for, it makes a lot of sense to me. I cannot tell you what to do, but that makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense to me. Yeah,
4: yeah.
6: And that that would be the only reason that I would go to the attorney is you know just to protect my children and and myself yeah. financially.
2: Yeah, she said that that would be the only reason that she would go, to protect her kids.
1: If I were in your shoes, that's what I would do. All right. Okay.
2: okay. Thank you. All right.
1: Dr. Thank
2: you, Jamie. She okay. said thank you.
1: Thank you. Do we have any more scroll? If you scroll down, are there more? Or is that... No,
2: yeah, we have one right here.
1: Okay.
6: All right. All
2: right. Um, we have Wendy. Uh, Wendy from Arizona. Hi, Wendy. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Um, Dr. Beam can't hear your question, but I can, and you should be able to hear him. So if you want okay. to ask your
5: question, yeah, we're ready. Okay. Thank you, first of all, for taking my call. And um, You're please call Dr. Beam. I said hello. I um, so he said hello. My husband is back. <laughs> Hi. I am so
1: sorry for this mechanical glitch <laughs> we have going on. My earphones have stopped working. I apologize. We're ready.
5: No worries. You're my, one of my favorite persons, so it's okay. Um, so my husband came home after being gone for a year, just about a little over three weeks ago. And I just want to, I don't feel like I'm acting like myself. I feel like I'm walking on eggshells. I can tell that he's not in a good place himself either. And I'm just so afraid to ask and say anything for fear of, okay, this is the reason why I didn't want to come back in the first place, et cetera, et cetera. And I do work on my pies, and I've done the course. We came to the workshop back in January of 2017. I just, and I listened to the podcast today. Oh, sorry, go
2: ahead. No, okay, I just wanna, um, so you you came to the workshop. um, mm -hmm. It'll soon be two years ago, right? Yeah, this January will be two years. Okay, yeah.
0: Can
5: you
2: tell her to mute her computer or whatever she's watching the show on? Okay, yes. Can you mute? your show yep. or your computer I just from, did. okay, perfect. She said she said. I just did so, Sorry. She came to a workshop about two years ago. Um, your husband left um, and has been gone for about a year, but he just recently returned, right?
6: Yeah, for th-
2: we're on our third week of him being home. Okay, she's on her third week of her husband coming back home. He left and was gone a year, but he came back home through week three. And you're just wanting some guidance on maybe how to act. Maybe it's a little awkward. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a little awkward. She's not real sure how to, you know, how to act. Um, She's been working on her pause and doing things like that. So, um,
1: okay, here's a suggestion. When a person's been gone like that, you know, you've been apart and now he's coming back and living there. Don't think of it yet as a reconciliation. Think of it as a courtship. You are now dating each other. And so I would suggest you act just as you would as if you were dating, which means you're going to be warm. You're going to be friendly, you're going to be kind, but you're not going to give too much and you're not going to take too much. You're actually in a situation now where you're getting to know each other again. You're in a process where both of you, both of you and he are actually in a process of deciding whether or not you can possibly put this thing back together again. And so rather than thinking, okay, we're in reconciliation. What do we do next? Think, no, we're dating. And I'm I'm gonna make a decision as we go through this. Do so I really want to continue with it? You'll be making that same decision as we go through this. And then as you start moving into it, think of it just like you were back in high school if you were. And and you're now dating, and it's gonna gradually go from one step to the next step to the next step to the next step. Now, the difference in what would have happened if you're dating in high school might be because you're you know you still love each other, your husband and wife, you might already be having sex with each other which hopefully that's not happening with the high school kids out there. (laughs) And but even think about that as dating, like, okay, the the sex we're having with each other now does not necessarily mean that we're already in reconciliation mode. I have a right to have sex with him. He has a right to have sex with me because we're husband and wife. But I'm even not going to take that too far. I'm gonna think, okay, I can enjoy the closeness, I can enjoy the physical pleasure, I can enjoy the interaction with each other, but we're still gonna take this just a day at a time, a day at a time, very slowly, not expecting too much, not demanding anything at this point. So don't have high expectations, don't have high demands, just a day at a time, gradually evolving. And at some point, it will get good enough and strong enough that you actually can think about it as being a reconciliation. So right now, do you wanna talk about all the troubles from the past? I would suggest that you do not. Right now, you wanna try to solve everything? My suggestion is that you do not. There will come a time for that and there will be an important time for that. But I would let this thing evolve a lot further than it is now before doing that or you can shortchange it without meaning to. You can sabotage it without meaning to. So just let it develop a little bit, a little bit, a little bit at a time. And then when finally, like, okay, we're committed to each other, we're gonna make it work that's when it's going to be time. Okay, there's some things we need to solve. There's some problems we need to deal with. There's some issues we need to discuss. But my suggestion is not yet. Take your time. Patience. Did you get um, that,
2: Wendy? Thank you. Yeah, makes sense. Yes, I did. It was exactly what I needed to hear. Okay, and you're thank very well so much. Exactly what she needed to hear. All right. Thank you, Wendy. Okay.
1: You know, I have never done a program before where that somebody had to relay everything that was sent to me. <laughs> it works, right? Okay, it works. You're doing a great job <laughs> here. And I'm proud of you.
2: All right. We have um Liz Liz from New York.
1: Liz from New York.
2: Hi Liz. Hello. Hi. Liz. How are you? Hi Liz. Yes. I'm
5: good. How are you? Okay.
2: Good. To um I'm sorry?
5: I said excited to be on the show.
2: Oh, good. We're excited to have you here. Um, Do you have a
6: question
5: that you would like for me to um, relay to Dr. Bean? Yes. Well, um, okay, so my husband's been out of the house, been separated for six months now. Um, He said he was leaving. Uh, We were married. Uh, We've been married over three and a half years, together eight. Um, No biological children, but a stepson, my my biological son, -son, stepson. He said he was leaving because of the way I treated him. I've been dealing with depression, anxiety, and I guess he he was very overwhelmed. He was doing pretty much everything for us um, for the past year and a half, I would say. Um, But then he also did admit that there was someone else um, that he had been seeing for a few months. So there was an affair, and he said he was leaving me and my my son for her um, and for the past six months I really have no clue what he's been doing we don't share mutual friends um, he's, I'm in New York, he's staying in Jersey with his parents um, so I don't even know if she's still there, if there still is another woman, I believe so, but I don't know 100% because I really don't know anything that's been going on with him I have no updates, nothing, he doesn't post anything on social media, nothing doesn't tell me anything you don't anything. have any contacts at all? Not really. It's been very, very limited. It's actually gotten worse over time. In the beginning, he would answer my calls and things. Um, before I found you guys, you know, I did everything I shouldn't do, the the pleading, the whining, and even since I found you guys, the last time I spoke to him on the phone, uh, my E was still is still off from the pies, and he mentioned divorce, and it kind of put me... Until spin. Um, so I did bring us up, and then he got very angry. He told me never to call him again. So it's been pretty much just texting okay. and really business trying to do the smart contact. I've only seen him like three times in the past few months because he tries to avoid me like the plague. He'll only like pick up my son for like a haircut and he waits for him outside. So the contact yeah. has been pretty much minimal, minimal. And I just don't know. Uh, he's already filed for divorce, he filed for divorce last month. Um, I have yet to be served, but he filed. Okay. I just so, Liz, let me ask you, what what is
2: the, what's your question? Um, be, because I have, I have to be able to give Dr. Beam, you know, some information. Right. And I just want to what, be able to remember it all.
5: You know, I know so patients, yeah, patients, I just, I'm just, you know, nervous, of course. The fear is always there, just like how do I move forward? How can I create Interactions. How can I show him my pies? How can I um, use the smart contact but still establish a friendship again with him? Something become a safe place. I feel like there's nothing there. Okay. And he is very adamant. Want to be with me?
2: That that he does not. Yeah. Okay. So she wants to know how can she move forward with using like smart contact, using like smart um, and smart contact, but also build a friendship. Um, he does not want to have anything to do with her. Y'all are married for three years, right? Uh,
5: almost four coming March.
2: Okay, March. almost four years. Um, he's been gone for six months. Yes, yeah. Six months. Um, he's living um, in a different state. And she wants to know how to initiate smart contact and show him that she's working on her pie. Like how can she show him that he that she's working on herself and, and
5: smart contact. And what's
1: the for us? Well, smart contact is not really something that you initiate. It's something that you do. Because smart contact basically is how you are acting. So it's like this. Smart contact says you're not going to do anything that appears to be whining, pleading, begging uh manipulative in any shape fashion or form and therefore for example if a husband or a wife were to say don't call me anymore then you don't if don't don't text me then you don't it's because of the fact that if they've asked to have no contact then you don't have any contact and so if you're blowing up their phone if you're blowing up their text those kinds of things and it comes across as very begging pleading whining comes across as very weak and definitely comes across as manipulative. and so smart contact basically says if he doesn't want to talk to me then I'm not gonna initiate conversation with him. Now, if there is a reason to initiate conversation with him, like for example, we have business together then you contact him, like, okay, um, this these stocks we have together, here's something that's happening there, I need to ask you what to do, or I need to tell you what I'm going to do. Those kinds of things make sense, because now you're contacting about business. It's about things you have in common. Or, for example, if you had a very close friend together and he winds up in the hospital with a heart attack, you know, calling your husband to say, don't want to bother you, but I know that you and Charlie were buddies and just wanted you to know he's in intensive care. Those kinds of things are okay, because they come across as actually just communication. I'm not begging, I'm not pleading, I'm not whining, those kinds of things, and that's what smart context means. Now you're saying, okay, but I'm working on my pies, he's living in another state, how do I convince him that I'm changing? Then you can't by doing it directly. Now hopefully what happens is this, you do the pies for you. You're not doing the pies for him, you're doing it for you, so that you're becoming physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, the best that you possibly can be. Now, if you have any kind of common contacts, if you have friends together, if you still have um, still run into his family or some kind of access to them, if, if there's anything that you have in common where people are involved, then what we hope happens is that those commonalities these are the people that begin to see, hey, wait a minute, physically, you're becoming even more amazing intellectually, emotionally, spiritually. And that that communicates back to him through some other avenue. Now, if you try to set it up, it's probably going to backfire. Hey, Charlie, you need to tell my husband that I'm doing better physically, intellectually, et cetera, et cetera. Then, then Charlie might be able to pull that off where that your husband doesn't see this being manipulative Charlie's just as likely to blow it because he's not a professional at this. Oh, your wife wanted you to know. And then it's gonna come across as, oh yeah, and she just won't give up. She just keeps doing the same thing she did before. And so you keep mm-hmm. doing the pies for you, period. And hope that somehow that gets around to him. Because if you try to force contact there, or if you try to force an information, in all likelihood it's gonna backfire on you. Now, if you choose to do that, it is your choice. I mean, if you really want to do it, you can do it. You certainly have control over your own being, and I can't tell you what to do. I can make strong suggestions, but ultimately it's up to you to decide what to do. Now, if you do that and it works, amazing and wonderful. Call us back and say, you were wrong, Dr. Beam. It really did work. Okay. But,
5: but in
1: the long run, our experience is that smart contact is the best way to go. You do what you think is best for you, but we think that's the best way to go. Now, I know you don't want to hear this next part, but I'm going to say it anyway. One of the reasons that you do the pies is for your own mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, your emotional health. All those are for your own health, your own good being, your own the way you exist, the way that you are. And if, God forbid, that marriage somehow doesn't make it, then you have become such a better person as great as you were already. You have become such a better person that you will attract that kind of person to you in your next relationship. No, no, we're not trying to set you up for your next relationship. We are all about helping people save their marriages. We do realize that sometimes that does not happen. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. You do all of these things for you and by doing those things for you and becoming the best you, you can be. Then if you, God forbid that doesn't work, the kind of man that's going to be drawn to you is going to be the kind of man like you have become, the best that he can be. And so it sets you up for a wonderful relationship there. Again, we want your marriage to work. But Pies works in the long run. Even if the marriage doesn't work, Pies works for you.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay? Okay.
5: So our audio went down. Did you understand that, Liz? Long slide. So yeah. y'all, are, yeah. y'all aren't able to hear any of the calls coming from Blogspot from now. Like We're going to have to move on to Facebook uh, comments. There's no mutual, like, friends so Unfortunately, that's, that's what I just said. Hello? Hello? Oh, um, the I'm connection. From,
2: Yeah, right. no, that's okay. Um,
5: I heard you say that there was no mutual friends. There's nothing. Yeah, we met on eHarmony. So re- there was no, we have really no mutual friends. I mean, I do speak to his family on a, once in a while, but there's no, okay. no opportunities for us to really meet up. So in that sense, like, if there is no one to convey, you know, I mean, the only mm-hmm. thing I pretty much have been doing, like, I'll post a couple of just like pictures of myself as far as just the physical aspect of me, like, here or there on social media that I know he'll look at but other than that like there's no one who could really go back and say hey she's doing this she's great. she's doing that so okay she said that there no was one. really
2: no one no one that could relay any kind of message or anything so there's just really no no contact um yeah. so
1: well the things I suggested are still the one I would recommend yeah um, if you want to you know force contact with him, if you want to give that a shot, if you think you don't have anything to lose, then maybe that's what you need to do. We're just sitting in the long run, people typically react negatively to it.
5: Yeah. yeah, no, I definitely he's reacted negatively. I definitely want to do everything that I need to do with the course and listening guys and with the pies and the smart contact. I, I guess I'm just just with the time since he already filed, I get you know it always makes me nervous just the the amount of time uh, before I get to the finalization with the amount of limited contact that there is as far as what my hope, my chances are in restoring the marriage. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, I hope that Dr. Bain was able to help you. Um, Yeah. About that. All right, right. thank you, Liz. Thank you. All right, bye-bye.
1: What was the end of that conversation, I'm sorry?
2: Um, That there was no she just didn't really know how to move forward in that. So, you
1: know, unfortunately, some situations there is no path for it. I mean, we wish there were, and you can always give the the desperate try, which is, okay, I'm going to do something. I'm going to send him a letter. I'm going to make this phone call. I'm going to go knock on his apartment door. And and people do that. Is there a slight possibility that kind of thing might work? There's a slight possibility it might. If it does, wonderful. We're happy about that. All we can speak to is the general principle here, and as we've said many, many times, the reason we don't try to tell you what to do is because of the fact that every situation is unique. So let me explain it this way. I can just answer questions in general here, and today I'm having trouble even with that because we are having so many mechanical glitches here today. It's like like everything's just kind of falling apart on us here, and I apologize for that. If you really want to work with somebody individually who can listen to you and understand you can call here and ask for one of our client representatives like Aaron, who's on the program with me, and they can listen long enough. Now, they're, not, they're not therapists, they're not counselors, they're not coaches. They just listen to enough of your story to help you know which of our resources might be best for you. If it's our free resources, then they direct you to that. Here are the free resources, and here's how you get to them, and here's what might help you with that situation. Sometimes people want more than that, and they say, well, what I want is I want more intensive information. In that case, they can say, okay, we have an online course that's designed for the one spouse who's trying to save the marriage when the other one isn't. Now, even though we're a nonprofit, we, we charge for that because we want to be open tomorrow. We have to have some revenue coming in, you understand. And so uh, they'll tell you about that, and you can get into the online course, which is extremely reasonable price-wise, and, and you have all kinds of great things that go with that. Or if you say, well, I want to talk to somebody individually who can help me, they can actually set you up with one of our coaches. And if you call our client reps and say, tell me more about this coaches. Now, again, there's a fee for that because we pay the coaches. And if you want that, then, then you can set up situations where you can talk by, by telephone, by FaceTime, by Skype. And we have female coaches and male coaches. And our our client representatives like Aaron will set you up with a coach where you can go through all these things in detail and he or she can help you think things through. Now understand they do not do therapy. They do not do counseling. They're coaches. And as coaches, they'll ask you a lot of questions and they'll ask questions designed to help not only them understand more about your situation, but questions designed to help you understand more about your situation by answering the questions. And then sometimes they can help you think of something that in a generic form like this, I can't help you think of because I'm answering in general principles. But, that they, because they have enough time to interact with you and ask you questions and listen, and, and you, you know have sessions, two or three sessions with them, and each one 45 minutes to 50 minutes long, they can listen long enough where they can go, okay, based on what you're saying, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Now, again, they won't tell you what to do, but they will help you think things through. And if you want that, then again, you call our number. It is uh, 615-472-1161. 615-472-1161, and you can talk to one of our client representatives. If they're all busy, one will call you back. If it's after hours, they'll find that message, and they'll call you back the next day. And, and they'll help you find whichever resource is best for you. Now, we're about to do some new and interesting things with that online course I just mentioned. We are. I'm going to start adding one new video a week for, for the next six months to the online course. And um, we'll start that probably about the middle of January, adding that awesome. one new a week. But there'll be one new video per week added to the online course, which is like an extra added value. It's not like, well, I'll leave it all out there before I, I decide that I want to sign up for the course. No, these are like, uh, this is extra. In other words, things we're throwing in, and it'll be on various topics for at least six months. At least six months, I'll throw in one extra video per week into the online course. And in January, Aaron, we're going to start doing this thing where that once a week, either I or Jim or Kimberly Holmes, our CEO, one of us will actually start doing an hour-long coaching call, and that will start sometime in uh, well, maybe by, even by the 8th of January, possibly oh, on that. And good. people can call in. And And what happens is we won't talk to you individually like this. You get to type your questions in. So I'm not going to worry about losing my hearing right. and that kind of <laughs> stuff again. And you can type in those questions. And, and a bunch of people come in at once. Mm-hmm. So if you don't get your uh, question answered in that call that week, come back the next week. Four times during the year, we'll do 10 weeks in a row. So once a quarter, we'll do 10 weeks in a row. They'll be on Tuesday nights, and and these are the coaching calls that will also come with an online course. Now, that's why we recommend that you get it now. If you want to get an online course, all this stuff is coming in right away, and you can benefit from that. And the way you get it is you call in and talk to one of our our client representatives like Erin, and, uh, yeah, they're all as beautiful as she is. Even the guys. (laughs) Even the guys are – they're not – no, the guys are not. (laughs) And we'll help you any way we possibly can. We definitely will. Yeah. Okay. All right. So where are we?
2: So I think we're going to do some questions. um, And we only have like
1: eight minutes left in the program. All right. And again, I apologize profusely. I am embarrassed by our glitches today. And I apologize profusely. And so let's see if we can try to help another couple of people, if anybody's still with us after all the problems we've had.
4: Mm
6: -hmm. Are
2: there any more callers Um yes, is the colours up? Yeah, the
6: colors is up. Okay,
2: well we can actually take another call if you okay, want to take another call. Ahead. Okay, good. Um so we are going to take um Monica. Monica from Michigan. Hi Monica. Hello,
4: hi. Hi, hey, how, how are, you?
2: are you? I can hear you. I'm okay. I can. Yeah, good. Um, so, if you have a question, I'll relay that to Dr. Beam and you should be able to hear him fine to answer your question. Okay. Okay, okay no problem.
4: Um, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, oh, you're I have welcome. A quick question. Okay. Thank you. Um, so, my question is just a background about my life. Um, I've been with my husband since um, 13, married for 13 about 12 years.
2: years. Very 12 years, sorry.
4: Okay. Yeah. And um, I had some trauma, sexual abuse in my in my life. It was hard for me to deal with it. And it entered to my marriage to where I had an affair, a couple of affairs. And I, um, three years ago, I confessed, um, I gave my life back to Christ and um I've been into counseling for about a year. Um, and so last year my husband had an affair, um, and he said that he isn't in love with me, and basically he um, wanted to deal, get a divorce. Well, he didn't okay. divorce me. And so I've been working on my pies. I've been listening for about six months along with counseling. And um, he still wanted to keep in contact with the young lady. Um, and it became where it was another young lady. And so um, my question okay. is, do I continue on if he is continue on holding on to the person he had an affair with? Okay. He still works so with her? She, okay, hold on just a second. So she's had some
2: sexual abuse in her um, childhood, mm-hmm. um, and she—you've had multiple affairs, right? Two, you said. Yes. Yes, and um, your husband is—her husband is now having an affair, but he is hanging on to the other person. Monica. Yes. He,
4: yes, yes. He just, and so her, he just her, ended it in October.
2: Okay. Um, her question is: Should she continue to stand for her marriage if he is hanging on to the other person um, in hopes to reconcile? Am I understanding that correctly? Correct. We are now separated, though.
4: So They're separated. I'm not too sure how.
2: Yeah. And so her question is: Is he still? He ended the relationship in October, but he's still hanging on to the.
1: What does that mean? Yeah.
2: What does that mean? Um, he still works with her.
1: Oh, he and yeah, She,
2: still, she he still works with her and still keeps in contact. Yeah. Does he? he has no contact. He,
1: you said they're separated.
2: They are separated. Is
1: he living with the other woman?
2: Is he living?
4: No.
1: No. Okay. And does he have any desire to fix the marriage whatsoever?
4: He does, but he wants to fix it and keep his friendship, so-called relationship with the other woman.
2: He says that he does want to fix the marriage and the relationship with her, but he also wants to keep a friendship with the other woman.
1: Uh Of course, that's not going to work, as you know, and that's what you're asking about. But the question you ask is, should I continue to sample the marriage? You see, you had him in a situation now where he's waffling. If he were saying to you, no, I'm out of here. I don't want to be with you anymore. I'm going to be with the other woman. That would be one situation. Obviously what you want is him to say, I want no contact with the other woman. I want to save my marriage. That's what you want. But what you have is between those two. You have him in a situation where he's saying, I would, like to fix, I would like to save the marriage. I would like to fix the marriage, but I want to continue a friendship with her. Now, you know, and I know that that's not going to work in the long run, but at least you have him in a situation where he hasn't completely checked out. Now not completely checked out. So if you're asking my opinion, should you continue to stay for the, stand for the marriage? Obviously it is your choice, but in my opinion, yes, it's not over yet. You still got a good chance of putting this marriage back together and having that relationship end and making a good relationship of your own because of the fact that you have had some sexual issues. I'm so, so sorry that you were abused when you were younger. I, that, I am so sad for that, and it infuriates me toward whoever did that to you. Yeah, I mean, deeply infuriates me that somebody did that to you. But as you saw, it has apparently affected just some way that you look at sex, in that you've had a couple of extramarital affairs yourself. Now, in that you've had a couple of extramarital affairs yourself, but you were able to put yourself back together and have a marriage. Think about him in the same terms. Not that he necessarily was affected in his childhood by something, but the fact that if you could with your trauma, put it back together and make a marriage work, even though you've had a couple of affairs, then think about the fact that he can, too, offer grace to him like apparently grace was offered to you, like you've apparently offered grace to yourself. And so my opinion, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Now, if you're not already talking to one of our client representatives, and I hope that you are, if not, please call that number that pops up on the screen occasionally. And if you're not working one, just ask for Eric. Just talk to her since you see her here and she's talked to you. And and they can guide you to some resources that can help you do this. But based on what you're telling me, I cannot tell you what to do, but I surely hope you don't give up on this marriage right now. It sounds to me like that there's still hope there. And, and if we can pull it out, if you can pull it out, if we can help you pull it out, then this could be an amazing thing.
4: Okay. Um, all right. Um, I, I'm going to try to do my best. Um, he has a military background he has a bit of control issue and kind of difficult. Um, and he's also trying to become a pastor and that's another problem that I'm
2: having. So she said he's got a military background uh, and so he tends to be a little controlling sometimes maybe, mm um, and that's, you know, kind of difficult. And she said he's also um, wanting to become a pastor.
1: You know, that you sound like a perfect candidate to come to one of our workshops. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, because we we deal a lot with control during our workshop. We also, of course, deal with infidelity, but we deal a lot with control in our workshop. A lot about respect. And um, if he's intending to be a, become a pastor, there's even people in our workshop that that he probably would have some really good conversation during the breaks about that. Mm-hmm. You sound like a perfect candidate for our workshop to me. I think that if you were able to come our workshop, if he would come with you, I think we could help you tremendously. I really definitely. do.
4: Definitely, yeah.
1: yeah. But Erin, um, give her a call. Yes.
4: I would definitely come to the workshop. I did talk to him about the workshop. Okay. Unfortunately, we do have four kids, and he's in the seminary school, so it's very tough. And I did speak to a guy named Mark on the email. He was emailing me okay. almost once a week. Speaking with Mark. So um with Mark, yeah.
1: If you want to talk to Mark, then call Mark. Oh, yes, yeah, call about.
2: Mark, and, and you know, um, we can tell you how
1: right. certainly a, how
2: to get here. Yeah. Sure,
1: Mark's a great guy.
2: Yeah, we can help you get okay. here. Just, just give Mark a
1: call. Good. Thank I will.
4: you. Thank you so much. Thank all you. All right. All right, bye-bye.
1: Okay, bye-bye. our time is up for today. I, again, apologize for all of the glitches we had going on today. I'm so sorry. Uh, we'll try to do our best. Yes, are we on next Wednesday?
2: Yes, we are. Or Wednesday or Monday? Next Wednesday. 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 Yeah. All right. We're Wednesday, going to be on just a week
1: from today on Wednesday at the same time, 1230 Central time. And if at that point we still have glitches, we won't be on again because I won't have wrecked all the equipment here.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but for today, for today, thank you. Thank you, Erin.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Okay. Yeah. Have a, new, a happy new year and we'll talk to you the day after.
2: Happy new year.
5: Okay.